At T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network and the best prices. We give you both. Switch your family of three or more from AT&T or Verizon to T-Mobile Essentials, and you'll save up to 50% off your current service and smartphones. Bring your current phones to T-Mobile, and we'll pay them off up to $450 each. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out how to save up to 50%. Up to $450 via virtual prepaid card for eligible device payoff. Allow 15 days. Savings may vary. See T-Mobile.com. listening to Anchored in Love with Christian Amy. I am so excited that you decided to join me another week. This is about to be amazing. Are you ready? You know, last week was absolutely epic. It was our very first podcast. Oh my goodness. And the feedback you all gave was absolutely bananas. Thank you to all the listeners who tuned in for the very first podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, pause, go back, listen to it, and then join me. I'm telling you, it's going to bless your entire life. We talked about body shaming and we really addressed some issues um, with just really taking ownership of, of oneself. And it was absolutely amazing. And today we're going to utilize um, some of those same principal keys and segue right into a topic today called identity crisis. Um, and I know we've heard that that term again, uh, over and over again, talked about by many different people um, in many different ways. And I'm hoping to be able to approach it in a different way today um, and hopefully be an encouragement to your life in some way. So we're going to start off with prayer today. Um, Father, we just thank you for your grace and for your mercy, for your kindness, for your love. We ask that on today that something will be said that will impact their lives in a very special way. And I hope that on today that they would allow themselves to see themselves through your eyes and not their own. That they would allow themselves to be able to hear the words that are being spoken and allow it to penetrate their hearts and to be changed and transformed. In Jesus name. Amen. So identity crisis, you know, we hear a lot about this when, um, when things are changing in the world or when we see something strange, oh, they must be having an identity crisis. Or you'll hear when a guy is getting old and he starts deciding to buy flashy cars and, and, you know, new clothes and everything, he's going through an identity crisis or even calling it a, uh, a midlife crisis, you know, trying to figure out who they are, where they reside, what looks good on them. And, you know, crises, you know, basically moving at a fast place is an emergency. Something's wrong. And your identity, who you are, what that looks like for you and what defines you. So when we look at these two words and when they're conjuncted together, what defines you and a rushing need for speed um, and something being wrong being together. So basically something's wrong with your identity that you are dis- that you're displaying and you're disclaiming to people either within yourself or in your behavior or even in your verbiage that something is wrong with who you are. That you don't find delight in the way God has already made you. So as I always do, I always have a story to correlate with um with what's going on um and what we're talking about that day. So here goes the story. 
Um, I discussed with you all before that I was married for a season for about nine months and like nine days and some hours. And uh, I'm sorry, not nine months, but so five years, nine months and some days. And um, during that season, we encountered so much um, so many issues. We bumped heads in so many ways. And of course, like any marriage, you have ups and you have downs. And it wasn't always the worst, but it was not always the best. And we had a season when we first ran into, um, we first ran into, um, an issue of him wanting out. He was like, you know what? I want out. I don't want to be married anymore. And there were some things going on on his part. And he just did not feel like this was the best fit for him any longer. And I remember thinking to myself, now, mind you, I got married when I was 18 years old. So let's put that out there. And when, when we were together, I had never lived by myself. I had never provided for myself. I had never had to do anything for myself in the capacity of um, being an adult. And I loved my husband. I loved who he was. I enjoyed him as a human being. And I did not want the parting. And also, I didn't want to prove everybody right that I was too young to get married and have him walk away from me. And I literally revolved everything that I did my entire existence around him. Everything was about him. And when he said, you know, I want out. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I remember thinking to myself, what am I going to do without him? How am I going to survive without this man in my life? And not knowing in that time that my entire existence was based upon whether or not he liked me or not, whether or not he was, whether or not he approved me, whether or not he felt that I was good enough. And even not just him, but also other people. I based my entire existence based upon what other people thought about me. It was all based on that. And when he said that, I remember just feeling so broken and so alone and so afraid Um, and fear captivated me and it completely petrified me. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to make it? And I remember begging him to stay. And we went through all these roller coasters. Um, And eventually, you know, he decided to stay, um, not by any reason of, not by anything that I did. He just decided that he was going to stay, that he wanted to work it out. And when I and then later on in the marriage, when he decided again that he wanted to leave, I remember I felt differently. I remember that as I had grown and developed as a woman, I began to start basing my value in in who I was in other things and not even other things in a, in a different entity. And I began to really withdraw from you being my validity and you being the one that sustains me and God being my sustainer and him being the one that gives me validity. And I remember thinking to myself, like, if you want to leave, you go ahead and you leave. I will be just fine with or without you. And I remember pausing and just listening to the excuses and the 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 complaints that he had on why he wanted to leave and what was going on. And nothing, nothing was sustainable. And I remember thinking to myself, like, if you're going to leave, just go ahead and do what you're going to do. You make your move and you do it quickly. But I'm not going to be moved based upon how you feel. And it hurt. And I didn't like the fact that he no longer wanted to be in the marriage anymore. And it made me uncomfortable. But in that process, I was like, you know something? I'm okay. Whether or not you're here, I'm okay. I want you to be here. But if you decide to leave, I'm going to be okay. And I remember, you know, as I was preparing for this particular, this particular podcast, I was like, you know, 
I didn't know how, how I felt about sharing that story about telling people, hey, you know, I really found value in myself based upon what someone else said, based upon who they were in my life, that literally I held them so high in my life that they could make or break me. Kind of a form of idolatry. I know it sounds crazy and a bit extreme, but it was. Like literally, I had somebody so high in my life that whatever the decision was, it would make me move and shift me completely. Have you ever done that in your life? Has somebody ever been the driving force in your life in such a way that whatever they decide to do could make or break you? Think about that. Can they make or break you with their words or with who they are or with how they feel about you or how they maneuver in their life? Is it going to alter how you feel about yourself and even how you behave and how you act things out and how you respond? What is your driving force? And so as I began to get older, God began to show me that my driving force needed to be him. And that I had to truly allow myself to be transformed by the renewing of my mind and allow God to be my all in all. And I know that sounds like really cliche, like, of course, God is my all in all. And I understand the whole cliche feel, but it's more than a cliche. These are more than just words. It is the truth. Too often we find ourselves in a particular place where we find value in outside things and outside stimuli and we don't find it in the thing that truly sustains us. God thought so much about us that after he created the earth, he created us to be able to maintain what he created. He created us so significantly with a mind, with breath that he gave us with a body, with thoughts to be able to think our own thoughts. To be able to respond the way we desire to based on whatever we wanted to be based on. He gave us that, that leverage and that freedom to be able to choose him. That we can choose other stuff if we wanted to, but we don't have to. He gave us the opportunity to choose him. And that in choosing him, that that will truly give us who we really are and truly build us up and make us the best versions of ourselves. Are you in a process right now or in a particular place that is a, that is allowing you to be broken, to be able to be made whole so that when you can be able to develop into the best version of yourself? Are you in a place that is allowing God to be your driving force to be able to develop you and to make you better? Or are you in a place that outside stimuli, stuff, people, things, your job, your co-workers, your employment, your business, your spouse, your children are your driving force on what builds who you are? What are the building blocks that create and make up you as a person? Really, really ponder and think on that. Like, are is it really founded? and foundational on the word of God or is it founded and foundational on all of the stuff that you have access to and that is tangible because the tangible is fleeting and eventually it will perish but the intangible is the thing that will not perish for the word of our Lord reads that he came to give us everlasting life not the stuff the stuff is just a, it's, a, it's a fringe benefit of just being here on this earth but that's not the ultimate benefit. Being here on this earth, we were created to worship him. We were created to find our identity in him. We were created to be able to build ourselves on him. 
to then be able to walk into to walk in his presence with exceeding joy and to be able to be built and sustained by him and for him to be our driving force for him to be the the, the building blocks upon which we stand on to be able to be truly made whole because you'll find out that the other stuff on the outside those building blocks <laughs> they are non-sustainable they are not worth it they will always crumble they will always fall you will always find yourself trying to pick up the pieces and trying to rebuild every single time but even in the scripture Jesus says he says upon this rock I build my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it and at the time it was he 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 was talking about being built on the rock which he is the rock and being built on him and nothing can prevail against it and he was talking about the church being built upon it. But And we as the church and those who are believers who are listening, are you in a place where you're allowing yourself to be built on him? Are you allowing yourself to be, to be a part of what he is building and to really be willing to be utilized as a tool for his kingdom? And you don't have to be the master of everything, but to really be a tool, to really be useful for whatever he has. And you'll find that when you allow yourself to be useful for him and to be a tool for the Lord, you'll find that your identity will be so much more brighter and so much more vibrant. And you'll find that you have so much more to offer to the world because you are being you are being downloaded and being deposited into in such a dynamic way. And not just from stuff that is fleeting, but also You're being given knowledge and endowed information from the most high who has a numerous amount of information to give you. Like it's, it's, there is no ending and no beginning to it. You can continue to go forth in it. Have you ever thought about that? Like really, where is your identity being driven? Where's the force coming from? Where is it taking you to? Because the things that build your identity not only drive you and push you and 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 build you and are supposed to build you up, but also it pushes you in a particular direction. What direction do you find yourself going in? We should always be in a direction that is best suited for us. And a lot of times we think we know what's best suited for us, but we really don't. Only the father knows. And unless you're in communion with him constantly and having that constant confirmation and that constant conversation, you won't find yourself in a particular place where you'll be able to truly uh, be able to truly grow and to develop into the person that God has called you to be. You'll just always find yourself kind of going in circles. Like the song says, you'll be in circles and, and more circles and more circles. And you'll never be able to truly grow and to develop. And you'll find yourself plateauing. And even if you do excel, it is only excelling on this earth. It won't excel anywhere because our kingdom is not of this world. It is truly (laughs) out of this world. It is truly in a place that we have not seen, but we've only heard of. And it's promised to us that if we live for him, then we will have access to it. So we got to take a brief pause just for a second because we got to pay these bills, you know. So we're going to take a brief commercial break and we'll be right back with you in just a moment. Hey, it's your girl, Nick. Tune in to the Drip Podcast every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. From infidelity to finances and everything in between, bringing you 60 minutes of fun, encouraging, and sometimes controversial conversation, discussing real issues and perspectives. The Drip Podcast, available on all digital platforms. 
keep us locked and keep it dripping. Create eye-catching designs that will make your apparel top of the line. The possibilities are endless with ski tees and apparel. No order too large or small. One item or hundreds, no problem. With quick turnarounds, no setup charges or hidden fees, and rush services to fit your needs. Customize your look today by calling 440-462-9401. That's 440-462-9401. And also follow us on the web at skeeteesapparel.com. You're listening to N-O-I-Z Radio Network. Keep it locked, people. Let's roll. So, you know, um, we've talked about what our driving force is. We've talked about what the crisis is, what our identity is, and where it should be found. Right? Um, Let's also address this. Let's address the fact that it is important that we know what we're displaying to other people. Because oftentimes we don't know what we're displaying to other people. We just know that we're going throughout our day and we're functioning on what we think is normal and, you know, we're doing our everyday one, too. How often do you take a take time to do an inventory of, of what's going on in your life, of where you are in your life, of, of your accomplishments, of, of what you haven't done, of who you are, of where you're going, of what's happening around you? How often do you do an inventory and really see if you are in the place that God wants you to be? And I ask that question because oftentimes we struggle with our identity merely because we don't. We're, we don't know and we're not aware of what's going on around us. We literally, we literally are just functioning on autopilot. And I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm a repeat offender of this. Of literally, you just get up and you got to go, 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 go. And, and I got to do this and I got to do this. And then I got to take care of this person and take care of this person and go here and go there. And just as fast as I was saying all of that stuff, that's how your life goes. Literally, you just don't stop. And you don't know where you're based at. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to make my food. So I'm always eating out. I don't have time to prepare. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time. And you're making the excuses on why you have not evolved or become the best version of yourself. Because you found value in the hustle and bustle of life. And I know this sounds crazy. Like, how does what does this have to do with identity crisis? But a lot of times we can't figure out who we are because we don't spend enough time with ourselves. And we don't spend enough time with the God that has created us. We don't spend enough time with him. And knowing that he knows everything about us and how we're created and how we function and what makes us up and what will truly be able to make us the best version of ourselves. We don't spend enough time with him. And we don't spend enough time even reading his word on what it says about us. So we don't even know that we're chosen, that we're forgiven, that we're set free, that we are royalty. We don't even know that. All we know is, is that, okay, yeah, I'm a child of God and everything else like that. But we don't really know who we are. We just function on autopilot and we just keep it going, keep it moving. And, you know, I'm going to just be here. And that's not what God has called us to do. God has not called us to just function on autopilot, to just kind of act like everything is okay. And it's not okay. It's not okay to just go on autopilot and to keep going and to never invest in oneself. 
Have you been invested in yourself lately? Have you been putting the time in to truly evolve into the best version of yourself? Have you been evolving or even allowing yourself to become the best version of yourself by spending time with yourself and spending time with the Father? Think about that. Did you think about that? Did you ponder on what you're spending your time doing? Did you ponder on how often you're doing things that do not add value to your life? Are you going to the movies all the time? Are you trying to kick it with your friends all the time? Because I'm trying to catch up on life and I feel like I was missing out. Are you finding yourself going out all the time? Are you spending your money on frivolous things all the time? Because you're not finding the value in yourself and you can't find that value out because you're not spending the time with the person who is the, with, with the God who can be able to appraise you and let you know your true value. Even the scripture says that you are a royal priesthood. It calls you a royal priesthood. Like you don't have to, you don't have to be able to prove who you are or tell anybody who you are because God has already told you and called you and spoke over you who and what you really are. And it's already available to you. Are you listening to him? Are you spending that time to be able to commune with him, to be able to get the facts about who you are? You know, when you go buy a car, it is not a good idea to just go buy a car and just go do it. You actually have to go and actually get information about the car. It's called Carfax. And it gives you the background history on that car and lets you know what that car has been through, what's happened, and how, and, and if it's even worth the purchase. God knew all the facts about you and still decided that you were worth the purchase. He still decided to go to Calvary. He still decided to be born through a virgin. He still decided to be able to, to come on this earth and endure persecution, endure hardship like a good soldier, and still decided to choose you knowing everything that you would do, knowing all the sins that you would commit, knowing everything that you would be. And still decided to choose you knowing, knowing not only the bad versions of you, but also the best versions of you. Knowing that you had the potential to be the best. Today, are you choosing God who knows the best version of you? Who knows exactly who you are? Who knows what you're going to become and how you're going to evolve and how you're going to grow and to develop? Are you spending time with him? Are you spending time with yourself? Meditation is not always a bad thing. Just taking time to breathe and not finding yourself rushing to go do other stuff. Not finding yourself in a place where, you know, oh, I got to go do this and I got to go do that. And I got I to gotta go do this and I got I to gotta go do that. And I'm saying that fast on purpose. Like we literally live lives in the hustle and bustle of life, trying to grind, trying to make it happen all day long. And we never become in tune with ourselves. And so earlier I spoke about being a royal priesthood. The scripture says in 1 Peter, um, the second chapter in the ninth verse, and it says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into marvelous things, that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, and you were called to show forth his praises that he called you out of darkness into marvelous things. These are all the things that the scriptures are talking about you, and there's so many more. 
so much more that is available to you about who you are and whose you are. You are not the girl with the bad attitude. You are not the guy who, who just hangs back and doesn't say anything and doesn't take off for himself. You are not the child that is bad. But you truly are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You may be different, but you are still called by God and you still have value. And the only one that can appraise that value is the king of kings. And until you take time to make that connection and be able to truly spend time with him to be able to find out the validity of that thing, you'll never be able to truly see the value in what he's created. And that is you. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are brilliant. You have value. You are, are you are an unrepeatable miracle. Big shout out to my pastor. He says it all the time. Pastor Marcus Taylor. He says you are an unrepeatable miracle. Nobody else in the earth is like you. Even identical t- twins are different. There may be many similarities, but there is so much difference even amongst them. There is nobody else in the entire earth like you. And God thought enough about you to make you different. Don't ever discount who you are and what makes up you. And take the time to find out what that looks like so that way you can truly be able to tap into that thing. So today we talked about what's your driving force and what makes up you. And what is pushing you or pulling you. And in which direction are you being pushed or pulled into. And we also talked about really knowing who you are and whose you are and we made reference to the scripture in first peter the second chapter and the ninth verse about being a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation and a peculiar people and that you were called to show forth the praises of god and you were brought out of the darkness into the marvelous light today i encourage you to be the light to not struggle with who you are not second guess it not question it but trust In your God, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not into your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I hope today something was said that made an impact on your life. Don't forget to join me every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And if anybody asks you how you're doing today, just tell them you're alive and living in color. At T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network and the best prices. We give you both. Switch your family of three or more from AT&T or Verizon to T-Mobile Essentials, and you'll save up to 50% off your current service and smartphones. Bring your current phones to T-Mobile, and we'll pay them off up to $450 each. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out how to save up to 50%. Up to $450 via virtual prepaid card for eligible device payoff. Allow 15 days. Savings may vary. See T-Mobile.com.